Welcome to the Author Alchemist Podcast. I'm here to make your writing magic happen. I'm going to teach you how to use your superpowers to ignite, inspire, and encourage your creativity so that you can turn lead into gold. Join me, Kimba York, as I delve into the many mysteries of inspiration, motivation, and imagination. So this is it, the eighth episode of the Author Alchemist podcast, and we're back again this week to talk about inspiration, motivation, the usual suspects. I'm Kimby York, and this week we're going back to basics in a way, at least for me. This week I decided to focus the theme of the podcast on one of my favorite quotes. It is a quote I've had stuck to the wall somewhere around my person since I was in college. And that was a long time ago. So it's been a part of my life for many, many years. That quote is from Aristotle. And I'll get into that a little bit. But hold on, here's the quote. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. Ooh, I love that quote, because I think when I first rolled over it somewhere, and don't ask me where, I took it to mean that excellence was achievable. And that wasn't really something I had been taught as a young girl. I had been taught that excellence is ingrained, that excellence is based solely on pre-existing talent or intelligence And to be fair, that was a belief that was propagated a lot in the 20th century when theories of intelligence assumed that it was fixed, that however smart you were born was how smart you were until you died, and that was it, say no more, forever and ever, amen. Intelligence is a little bit more complicated than that. There are limits to how far we can push any individual person in any specific area. There's physical intelligence, emotional intelligence. So there's a lot of different ways that that can be interpreted now here in 2018. But as a child, I had been taught that I was a smart girl and that I was talented. Therefore, there was a certain expectation of just how excellent I would become. And I looked at that as the ceiling. Like there was a certain level of excellence I might be able to achieve, and that was as far as I could go. When I stumbled across this quote, it opened my eyes to the idea that maybe excellence was a little bit more complicated than what I had been led to believe. Excellence is not a specific act, nor is it a specific element of your personality or your intelligence or your talent. Excellence comes out of habit. This idea was reinforced by Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers, where he claimed that it took 10,000 hours of practice for somebody to become skilled or become an expert at anything. Now, in the years since that book has been published, That theory has been argued with and possibly disproven, but I think at base level, 
You can't argue with the fact that if you spend a lot of time trying to master something, then you're going to become better at it. You may not become the best, but you will be very damn good. In applying this to writing, I found out that I had circumvented a lot of the hours and not Okay, no, circumvented is probably not the best word, but as an adult, I didn't feel the sense of having invested those hours because I had been writing long stories since I learned to read. And I learned to read late. I didn't learn to read till I was five years old in kindergarten. My parents did not push me to learn reading. They let me wait until I was ready to do it on my own. My kindergarten teacher did not approve, but about halfway through kindergarten, I picked up a book and just started reading it. Not long after that, I started writing. It was was a one-two punch. My mother was convinced I was a prodigy, and uh, I'm not going to agree with that at all, but she really encouraged me on my writing, and she got me to learn touch typing very young. I think I was seven by the time I got my own typewriter that I could practice on. So there I was, off to the races, putting in that 10,000 hours of writing before I ever even hit college. So for me, writing is almost second nature because of that. Now, good writing, that's something different. That, 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 that takes a little bit more work for me. And a good editor, possibly several good editors, but... In the sense that if you can call what I do excellence, then I hit that mark a little while ago because I did it so much. So let's talk about that a little bit. I'm going to backtrack just a teensy tiny bit to the quote by Aristotle because we're not completely convinced that it's a quote by Aristotle. It really shows up in the literature from Will Durant's The Historian's Work. And I certainly am not going to devote a whole podcast to whether the quote is accurate or is really Aristotle or not. For the sake of what we're doing here, we're just going to say, yeah, that was something Aristotle said or wrote down or was claimed to have said or somebody wrote it down. Good enough for me. It's still an excellent aphorism to apply to what we do as writers and artists. My theory on that is, you know, sometimes... Certain things are true, even if you can't accurately source who said it first. So we're rolling with it. So breaking it down a bit, excellence is not ingrained, it's earned. No one starts out with a complete book. No one starts out with a high daily word count. No one gets to the top of the bestseller lists just because they're thinking about it. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. So yeah, you got to practice, because that's where excellence is born. If we are what we repeatedly do, then doing something repeatedly will make us who we are. I know that sounds a bit circular, but work with me here. You may or may not consider yourself a writer at this point, but if you're writing regularly, no matter your opinion of the quality of your writing, or even what you're writing specifically, whether it's a personal journal, a blog post, or working on a longer story like a novel, then you're a writer. Just deciding that you're a writer and then not writing? I hate to tell you, but that doesn't count. you got to be writing. You just gotta. That's how it works. 
So the question is, are you writing? Are you writing a lot? Now, I know the common refrain is, you must write every day. And as a practice, I fully support this. I think writing every day will get you where you want to be faster than any other practice you could put in. Whether you do the morning pages as as given in the Artist's Way book, where you get up and you do free association every morning, three pages of it handwritten, or if you do it a bit more structured on fiction, or however you measure your writing. If you do it every day, you'll advance that much quicker to excellence. But it's not necessary to write every day. You can write a few times a week and get where you want to be. It'll just take longer. So, you know, there's a trade-off there. Be aware of it. But if you're not writing at all, what are you doing? What have you become excellent at? Have you become excellent at watching Netflix? Have you become excellent at running a marathon? I became excellent at reading fame fiction. When I was going through a really terrible, tough time in my life, an unhappy marriage, slowly ramping up to divorce, and my PTSD was contributing to massive executive dysfunction to the point where I felt really lucky to be able to get my clothes on and get to the job I had. A very shitty job, but I had a job. And from there, pay the bills, I fell into fan fiction. And I'm glad I did. I think it saved me from falling into possibly more harmful escapist tendencies. You know, I did drink too much. Yeah, I did that. But fan fiction was really where I went to escape. And I mean, I read hours and hours of it every day. My job was really boring at the time, and they did monitor internet connection too much. I mean, you couldn't get to the porn sites. I didn't want to get to the porn sites, so that was a good thing. But I did want to get to Live Journal, where at the time most fan fiction had migrated to. This was 2008. So hours and hours and hours I sat at that desk. I was at the front desk, sitting there answering the phone and occasionally putting out the mail. So I didn't have much else to do. And in a way that worked in my favor, as I could be as irresponsible as I wanted, reading all the fan fiction that I wanted without losing my job. But eventually it did become a crutch. It got to the point where I was reading fan fiction over and beyond wanting to do anything to get myself out of the hole I was in. And in my case, I had to hit rock bottom. I had a massive emotional breakdown in early 2008, eventually ended up in therapy, which helped pulled me out of it. Long story short, I still read fan fiction, but I'm very careful about how much time and energy it's giving to me because we are what we repeatedly do. And as much as I love fan fiction and have written a lot of fan fiction, there are other things I want to be excellent at. I'm glad I'm excellent at fan fiction. I mean, that sounds really egotistical. I don't know if I'm excellent at writing fan fiction, but I enjoy it a lot and the people who read it enjoy my stories. And that's as excellent as I need to be when it comes to fan fiction. So maybe, maybe there's a trade-off there. So whatever you're using to buffer yourself your emotions as escapism. I'm not here to judge you for that, and I'm not here to say that you're doing the wrong thing. Maybe you're in a crisis situation, and whatever you're doing is what's keeping you stable and around, and we love it. Stay stable and around as long as possible, but also be aware that that's what you're doing. And when you're ready, look for other things that you can become excellent at. I think the big question is, if you're sunk into escapism or you're buffering yourself with alcohol or drugs or, or even fan fiction, 
step back and ask yourself why. At the point you can do that, that's the point you're in recovery, I think. Anyway, that got a little deep, but I want to just stress that, you know, however much talent you have, however, however intelligent you are or believe that you are, it's all useless if you don't make a habit of practicing your skills. If you only write once a year and what you write is beautiful and amazing, well, that's still just a fraction of how incredible and talented you could be with regular practice, with regular writing. You have to write through your doubts and insecurities, and as you can imagine, that's a huge issue. I'll be talking about that in other podcasts. It's going to be a recurring theme in all of my podcasts, so I hope you want to talk about it because that's what we're going to be talking about. And it's a recurring theme because writing through the doubts, or as Stephen Pressfield would say, writing through the resistance, fighting back, getting the words on the page, that's the habit. That right there is the habit that you need to cultivate. Writing beautiful prose is not the habit. Writing stories that you want to read, well, that's what I encourage you to do, and that's the end result I hope we end up at, but that's not the habit. The habit is writing as much as you can, as often as you can. That will build excellence. Cultivate the habits that strengthen you, not the ones that weaken you. All right, so that's the lesson for this week. Just as a recap, the alchemical lesson here is repeatedly do what you want to become because you will become what you repeatedly do. And maybe Aristotle said that, and maybe Aristotle didn't say that, but it sounds like good advice to me. Thanks for listening. Remember to sign up for the Bulletproof Writer. You know, I plug that at the end of every podcast. And there's a reason for it. I'm getting great feedback about it. People love it. It's fun to work through, even if you're already writing regularly. There's hopefully something in there that can help you out. So hop by my website and sign up for that. And also look at some of the other offerings that I'm going to have up there soon. Hopefully some of those will help you. I'll probably be doing a few podcasts on upcoming courses that will be available here soon. Been working hard on that for you. So thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Author Alchemist podcast. I'm Kim Boo York, and I hope this episode has helped to clear away the cobwebs from your inspiration and given you the power to write the stories you want to read. For more podcasts and other tools, please visit my website at www.authoralchemist.com or email me at kimboo at authoralchemist.com. I'd love to read your questions and feedback. Now, it's time for us to get some writing done. Talk to y'all soon.